This is Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, episode number 210. In this very special episode, we talk about the power of friendship at work. Don't go away as we dive into this important topic. Welcome back to Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. This is the only podcast that shows you how to leverage polarity intelligence, an essential competency for healthcare leaders and the missing logic in healthcare, so you can create healthy healing organizations and become a thriving, resilient, and unstoppable healthcare leader. We are your hosts, Tracy Christofferson and Michelle Troset. We've been best friends and colleagues for over 30 years. And during that time, we coached healthcare leaders across North America around how to create healthy healing organizations. Today, we coach healthcare leaders and leadership teams to live thriving, resilient, and balanced lives, combat burnout, and create the best places to give and receive care. This podcast is for the unsung hero of healthcare, the healthcare leader. We want you to know we see you and we'll be here for you each week. In this podcast, we're going to challenge healthcare's industry norms, flip limiting beliefs, and share proven strategies so you can be your best self at working at home, live and lead intentionally, and experience well-being and joy. We are glad you are here and look forward to sharing the journey with you. If you aren't totally convinced this podcast is for you, just listen to a few episodes and convince yourself. Welcome to Healthcare's Missing Logic Podcast. This is Tracy. And I'm her twin, Michelle. Wait a minute. I'm not your twin. I'm your best friend. Yes, you are. Yeah, definitely not my twin. <laughs> my evil twin, maybe. Oh. <laughs> Just teasing. <laughs> I only say that because we're opposites. <laughs> and she loves me. Not because me. she's evil. And she loves me. And I do. I do. <laughs> I definitely do. I definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. So we're back for another episode. We've been in the podcast studio now for hours. <laughs> in the flow, doing our thing and uh, having a good time and uh, just talking about doing some bloopers. So look forward to a blooper session. And uh, yeah. So today is about friendship mm-hmm. in the workplace. We know a lot about this. We do. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I think it's a timely topic. You know, you can't have too many friends and you can't have, you know, too many healthy relationships in the workplace for sure. And this this conversation was stimulated by an article in the Harvard Business Review, and it was called The Power of Work Friends by John Clifton. And, um, you know, we spend a lot of time at work, a lot of time. Most of our life <laughs> is spent at work. And, and, you know, even now with hybrid work environments, people spending more time working from home or remotely, that even is a little bit more challenging because work never goes away because it's right there in your house. Yes. You don't have to go to it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a significant um, impact. And a lot of people, millions, uh, in this article, it stated that millions of people suffer from loneliness. So sad. It is sad. You know, really. Um, and so it's just really, you know, and we've all been through a very challenging time. And uh, so, you know, I think it, um, you, you need to be together. You need to have friends, right, to help you through challenging times. So that's why we're talking about that's, it today. That is why we are talking about that today. And relationships are everything, as one of our 
mentors, Meg Wheatley says. So we know they're really, really important. They're very significant. And not only did uh, when we want to talk about the power of Friends at Work by John Clifton, but also we wanted to acknowledge that the Gallup um, organization, they have a um, employee engagement survey that they do across hundreds, thousands of organizations. And they asked 12 questions. And question number 10 is, do you have a best friend at work? Mm -hmm. And they've even been asked, why do you have that question? And their um, outcomes have shown that when individuals strongly agree that they do have a best friend at work, they are seven times as engaged at work. So it can have a difference um, with your engagement at work, too, if you do have a best friend. And it's so important to have healthy relationships in our life and especially at work because they're the they're the cornerstone to having a healthy work culture. You can't have a healthy work culture if you don't have healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's also the foundation of being able to have meaningful conversations with each other and moving through challenging times or tapping the wisdom of everyone to even come up with what should our next steps be? What should our goals be? You really want to hear from everybody. And there are individual and organizational benefits of friendship in the workplace. Uh, both, right? It's yeah. not just the individual and not just the organization. It's a both and. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, you, you know, like the results show, right? Mm-hmm. There's a benefit to the organization yep. when there's... Um, when there's healthy relationships and people have friendships. And the other thing, and we've got a uh, an episode coming up on this soon, but we're going to, the other thing to think about in the workplace is we are experiencing micro stressors every day, dozens of them. Now, micro stressors, they're like these small, undetected, stressful experiences and um, and they're, and the, the thing about this is they're usually caused by the individuals closest to us. So that's why, you know, having healthy relationships as a foundation is critical because it can help us to, um, you know, eliminate these stressful, these micro stressors that we're experiencing on an ongoing basis, right? So it's important to have friendships and healthy relationships so that you don't have to experience these micro stressors. Now, you know, if you're like some of the healthcare leaders that we've worked with, you're kind of feeling trapped uh, in your situation, Mm -hmm. you're a high performer, um, you know, you want to have a positive impact in your work environment and on your team, um, and you want to be a good role model, right, for for everyone. Um, And yet you're feeling like you're barely keeping your head above water. Uh, You're struggling with the um, ongoing tensions that you experience in the workplace, a never-ending list of things to do, right? And the never ending list of people asking for more of your attention and your time. And uh, we get it. It's, it's a challenging place to be. Yeah, it is. And we know that being a leader can be really lonely. You know, that saying it's lonely at the top is, is very true. And that many healthcare leaders don't speak without, you know, who's, they don't, Many healthcare leaders we speak with don't feel safe uh, talking uh, to others about what's most on their heart or what's most challenging for them with other leaders within their organization. And this really stems from uh, another leadership norm, and that is that strong leaders don't need help. I should be able to handle this myself. If I was a strong leader, you know, I could manage 
I could manage this situation. So it, it causes me to withhold and not ask for help. And so there's a stigma to leaders needing support and help, you know, so then we don't reach out. Yeah. We just really don't reach out. Another factor is some leaders don't have the psychological safety they need, even with their, could be their core group or their one up. So they lack psychological safety to really ask for help as well. Yeah. The environments just don't support it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why this is so, that's such an important conversation, right? Because we do need support. We need friends. So we get it. You know, you don't want to jeopardize your position um, by saying I need help or I'm not able to manage this. Um, So you try to hide it um, and, you know, try to push through, try to manage it yourself. Um, And so, you know, we get it. We know that that happens. We've done that ourselves at times, mm-hmm. right, in our mm-hmm. lives. So the trouble is, um, on the average, we spend 81,396 hours <laughs> at work. That's the equivalent of nine years. So you're spending a lot of time at work, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's all according to the article by Clifton. And so the question is, what what are you jeopardizing by not reaching out to others, by not having a, a friend at work? Um, what's the ripple effect on your team? Uh, because if you're under all this stress and struggling and you're not getting support, or you don't have a friend, a best friend at work, um, you know, what's that's going to have a, an impact on the others in your life and especially the others at work right on your team. And you're more likely to make friends at work to boot. Right. So you spend all this time, you're more likely to make a friend there. So, you know, why not take advantage? Yes. of it, Right. And that's also uh, related to the Survey Center on American Life. And that was what was noted in the um, in the Power of Work Friends by Clifton. So the reality is it's not your responsibility alone to create a healthy work, work culture um, and to create healthy relationships. It's, it's a both and. It's both the organization's accountability and it's yours because it is a polarity between the individual and the organization. And it begins by embracing the principles of healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. So there are principles that Tracy and I um, have had other episodes uh, on our podcast about. It's also the foundation one of the core components of being a polarity intelligent leader. And that is, it begins with intention. If you're going to have friends at work, you need to be intentional and set that intention to be present and maybe be a friend. <laughs> Connect in a different way yeah. than around work issues, yes. right? Yeah. Get to know them as a human being. As another person, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then establishing a shared purpose, so maybe it's a shared purpose beyond work, too. Maybe it is a shared purpose to get to know each other or go up for a cup of coffee and and explore each other um, in a, w- a more personal way that will also benefit you at work. You know, and, and you might have like a shared uh, drive to serve the community or something, too, yeah. right? Like you can connect with somebody at work about something that you share in common outside of work. Yeah, even, that, well, right? yeah and you, exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, And then recognizing equal responsibility, right? It takes two to have a friendship. So we both have a role in this and a responsibility in this. And then realizing human capacity. So a lot of times we can make assumptions about other people 
And uh, sometimes people, we, have, we hear stories all the time how they're surprised. Maybe they didn't start out as being friends at all, but maybe they had a little friction or something. And then through conversation, they realize, wow, this person has a lot of human capacity, mm-hmm. a lot of potential, and it has evolved into a very close and and long lasting a friendship and relationship. And then balancing the relationship with self and other is another principle of healthy relationships. So in a friendship, it's recognizing that I also have to be friends with myself first because before I can be friends with this other person. And it's balancing that throughout the relationship. And then being trustworthy is also really important as you learn each, each other and um, you develop commitments or different goals together that you're being trustworthy yourself to help build trust in that friendship and that relationship. So there's a lot of different ways that organizations can help to support uh, different types of relationships, more friend organizations, uh, friends within organizations as well, and that is to uh, really provide the opportunity for people to get together, uh, help people build healthier relationships in the work environment, humanize the work culture in different ways um, by bringing different maybe social aspects into it, giving people time and space to be together. You know, this is the stuff they always say we don't you may have heard in the past, I don't, we don't have time for that fluff in our organization. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really important because it helps build the fiber of that healthy work environment. Mm-hmm. And one way that you can do this and sort of build it into the organizational culture is to use check-ins at meetings where you get to know each other as humans. And that could be either through asking a question, um, just Touch and base with people like, you know, where are you at today? What's most on your mind today? Get to know people in different ways. That way you find out, gosh, we have a lot in common. Right. Or learn something you never, ever knew and really appreciate uh, the differences that everyone brings in the work environment as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And learn from those differences, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 And at the individual level, you really want to seek out connections with others. Don't wait for people to come to you, right? If there's yeah. somebody um, at work that, you know, you you think they might be interesting or you think you share something in common with them or maybe you notice they struggle with some of the same things you struggle with, right? And that's a common Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's a touch point. Like, hey, I've, this is what I've noticed. And and I'm kind of feeling the same way. You know, let's have a cup of coffee. Let's chat. Like, you know, start to develop that relationship with them. Um, create opportunities to gather and to connect. You don't have to wait for somebody else to do it. Just say, hey, how about if we, you know, we meet once a month for coffee after we have this meeting, right? We have a routine meeting every month. Just say, hey, how about if we just connect for a quick cup of coffee just to chat and just to get to know each other? Um, you know, you can you can create these opportunities yourself. Um, and there's lots of different ways to get connected over things that are not work. Now, there's a lot of people, as I mentioned in the beginning, working remotely. And maybe you worked in an office or you worked, you know, in a common space for a, a number of years and now you're working remotely. Like working remote takes a definite skill set. It's not <laughs> easy. We've been doing it for years. Um, but it, you know, it, it can be very isolating. We recently had one of our, uh, you know, one of our clients, our coaching clients went from a, you know, face-to-face environment surrounded by people every day to working from home and in a new job with a new team and just 
really recognizing the need for connection and wanting to have a deeper relationship with the people she worked with and get to know them more, really looking for ways to do that um, and to invite that with others um, and to kind of even let go of the fear. Like somebody's going to think you're weird, right? If you're trying to (laughs) make a friendship with them or connect with them. So I'm just saying, you know, we all deal with this in different ways, but be intentional, be proactive, look for the opportunities. If it's something uh, you know, that you really believe would benefit you. And there's evidence that it does benefit you and organizations and go for it. Right. Um, and you can even just start out with one work buddy, find mm-hmm. one person that you have a common string with, right. That you can kind of pull on that string a little bit, right. And start to make a stronger connection between you and them. Um, and, you know, just, you're not alone. Let them know they're not alone. Sometimes people are just looking for somebody to connect with them too. So make it happen. It's easy. It is. It's really not that hard. All you got to do is stand up and shake the hand of the person behind you. (laughs) (laughs) More about that later. (laughs) (laughs) So this is important work. It's not fluffy work, you know, and the data certainly shares it as tracing. I've already stated. So there's a lot at risk if you don't really invite friendships and those networks of friendships to grow with your, your organization or really advocate that it's it's not only okay to have a best friend at work, it's good. So at the organizational level, um, you know, if you don't support this, you can see low productivity. It's going to impact the productivity and that will impact the profits, which will, you know, your pocketbook, you'll see yep. diminished profitability, uh, more employee dissatisfaction. And I already shared with you earlier that without a best friend at work, there was less Um, employee engagement and decreased likelihood to recommend your workplace to other people. I mean, let's face it. If I work in an environment where there's no friends and it's all the grind, (laughs) I'm probably not going to recommend that you go Mm -hmm. work there. Right. Right. And you might not even stay there. No. It'll impact retention. It will. Of your employees. It will. It also impacts you know, everyone at an individual level as well. So it's, mm-hmm. it's the organization and the individual. Because Tracy mentioned the beginning of the podcast, the, you know, significant loneliness that people are feeling. Mm-hmm. Well, that leads to, you know, unhappiness, uh, feeling more and more isolated and decrease in performance. Uh, and uh, there's a ripple effect on the whole team. Like if one person is really just... Uh, isolated and lonely and having a poor performance, then that could impact everybody else in the team as well. Sure. Sure. Ripple effects. Yep. Lots of ripple effects. So, you know, when you're successful with this, I mean, think about it. It's a social support system. Mm -hmm. You're lifted up and held up by others around you. And even if it's just one person, right, one friend in the work environment that you can turn to, you know they'll be there for you, right? So you have this social support, the opportunity to collaborate with somebody else, just the collaboration and the energy that that brings. And you bring two minds together, two hearts together, right, to achieve something, Um and just lifts the satisfaction, right? When you know you're going to work with people that are your friends, that people that you care about, you know they care about you, you want to go to work, right? You want to go to work. And so it, it increases that satisfaction, not only in the environment that you're in, but with what you're doing and who you're with. And it increases your productivity because the happier you are, the more productive you're going to be. When you're not happy, 
you know, you're not productive, right? Because you're just focused on what you're not happy about. You're not focused <laughs> on the outcomes. You're only focused on the issues and the challenges that you're facing. Yeah. You know, and we say that because we've been there, done that, right? So it does, it does make a difference. And, you know, Michelle and I, we met at, at, at a hospital orientation, stand up and shake the hand of the person behind you. That's all it took. Right. We knew there was a connection. We worked together at the bedside and we developed a relationship over time. And we're friends at work, in the hospital, in large global companies that we worked in. Even we worked in different areas, had different roles and responsibilities, but we maintained a friendship. Now we have a business. Right. And we're friends still. Can you believe that? <laughs> and um, and we worked in an organization before that in a hospital that supported relationships like that. We worked in a small company. We were all friends. Yes. We were business associates, but we were also friends. And we had a common shared purpose. We had a mission that we served. And because we had that and we were friends, we weathered a lot of things together. We rallied around each other and supported each other in the most challenging times in our lives. And we knew the people we worked with were our friends that had our back, always had our back and our best interests in mind. And, um, and so, you know, we've had, we've just been so blessed to have that experience, to know what it's like to create that. We're working to create that in our company as well as we grow and have, you know, uh, more people join our team. And Well, we know it's possible. Yeah. So yeah. what we know, too, in talking to other leaders and just different people in life, like if you haven't experienced it, it's easy to think, well, how can that even be possible? Well, and historically... Organizations like separate work and home. Don't bring your home life here. Yeah. Don't. This isn't about being friends. This is about being responsible. This is about accountability. This is about the bottom line, right? And there's still some organizations I think that function that way. They get afraid of relationships, mm -hmm. right? The fluffy stuff. Wait mm -hmm. a minute, no, because then, right? Everybody's getting away with everything because nobody wants to hold anybody accountable and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So it takes intention, and it takes, um, you know, just um, clarity on, on what on what this means and how it fits within the context of the whole. I think it's what makes your work environment humanized, as we yeah. like to say, right? A humanized environment. Yep. Yep. So best friends. Yay! 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 yay. <laughs> Bring on the friendships within the organizations. That's right. That's and right. then go find those friends if you're the individual, as Tracy said. Don't wait for someone to come to you. You go out and find them as well. Yeah. And celebrate the ones you have if you have. Oh, some. yeah. You know, if you have a best friend at work or some friends, close friends at work, just, you know, if you're listening to this, just acknowledge them. Yeah. Right. Just say, hey, I just listened to a podcast all about us. <laughs> <laughs> Better yet, when you listen to it, share ours and tag your friend. That's right. Tag That's your right. friend. Say, yeah. hey, I thought of you. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to this and I thought about us. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, I think we about covered what we wanted to cover, Tracy. I think so. That's probably going to wrap up another one. Yes. Huh? So the power of friendships in the workplace. And we want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast. And, you know, as always, if you found this helpful, please share it with others and leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform that you're listening. If you're listening on our YouTube, you know, you can also give us a rating there. And we also wanted to share with you that Tracy and I have created a quiz, Are You a Good Partner, which we've shared in a previous episode, but we're going to put the link to that quiz 
in this episode as well, because they're all centered around those principles of healthy relationships. And whether it's a professional relationship or a personal relationship, they are very much aligned. So even take it through the lens of, am I a good friend at work? Mm -hmm. Same thing would apply. Yeah. So we will see you next time. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay safe, stay safe, and stay healthy. Stay safe, stay safe. <laughs> stay safe and stay healthy. Another blooper. Another blooper for the books. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthcare's Missing Logic podcast, now a top-rated podcast for healthcare leaders. Please share this podcast with other healthcare leaders and anyone else you think would benefit. We are certain that if you found value in it, they will too. If you haven't already done so, please hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And also, it would mean the world to us if you took a quick moment to leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast player. It helps to get the word out about our podcast and incredible guests. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you want to watch our podcasts. You can also follow us on our Missing Logic social media channels, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Until next time.